1: Learn how to spot the warning signs for suicide and how you can have an open, caring, real conversation to help save lives. Visit the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention to watch the new short film and learn more at afsp.org slash talkawaythedark. dark. Baseball games are full of distinct sights, smells, and of course, sounds. The sounds of Wrigley Field include the shouting of the beer vendors, the buzz of the fans, and the music of Gary Pressy's organ. Pressy has been part of the Wrigley Field experience for 33 years. In that time, he hasn't missed a single game. But all streaks come to an end and recently, Pressey announced that this will be his final season before he leaves. And I wanted to sit down with him for the morning shift and talk about his time with the Cubs and Wrigley.
0: Cheryl, how are you today? I'm okay. Great to great to, as I say,
1: kibitz with you. <laughs> Gary, why are you leaving at this time?
0: Well, it's 33 years, which is a third of a century, and and I've had problems with the travel. And I just want to spend some quality time with family. And that's, that's the main thing. And uh, I love the ballpark. I love you guys, which I'll miss deeply. But I think it's time. For me.
1: Can you talk about the first time you took up the organ and the part your mother, Virginia, had you in taking up that organ?
0: Five years old. And uh, they bought a little black spinet organ from Lion and Healy. And uh, Do you still I, I, have it? Um, actually, not. I kind of graduated to a big one. But... Uh, that was so cool and I actually started on a piano at the grammar school for five m- months and the nun said, you know what, if he likes the organ, him try the organ. And I did and the rest is history as I say.
1: How did you start playing the organ for sports teams?
0: I started playing the organ at the Wars Ice Arena in Crestwood for hockey games. And then I started substituting for Nancy Faust for Paul games, the Chicago Hustle, Chicago Sting, I was doing some Loyola games. Chicago Bulls when they only have a couple thousand people, be sitting there in the corner by the glass there in the <laughs> corner, and uh, Artis Gilmore and Atlanta Woolwich. So that's how I, I started uh, playing professionally for the, for the teams.
1: Then, of course, how did you get here? How
0: did you get the job at Wrigley Field? Well, John McDonough hired me for the Chicago Sting in, I believe, 1982 to do some games here at Soldier Field, and when uh, he got promoted to marketing, uh, vice president of marketing in 1987, the organist they had, Bruce Smiles was not interested in the job anymore, and I did three games in 86. So John called me, we had uh, sat down, an interview, and an audition, and I got the job, here, and he hired me on April Fools.
1: Were you a Cubs fan growing up?
0: Cubs and White Sox. I was those that would... Well, Good for you. And I thought it would be a City Series in 67 <laughs> when both teams were in first late July, but... That was the year the Sox really missed it. They, they, my dad had Roller Series tickets in his hands, and the Sox lost the last week of the season. But no, Cubs and Sox, good old Channel line with Jack Brickhouse.
1: Tell me about what it was like for you as a kid, though, watching games and going to the ballpark. And Did you notice the organ? When I
0: was 5 years old,
1: I would be in the backyard by my grandparents.
0: They had vines on the garage wall. I was the announcer, the organist, Ernie Banks, everybody. I would walk into Kaminsky Park, I hear that organ, I said, Gosh, and this is not a lie, I would love to play the organ for a Major League Baseball team.
1: And w- the Cubs were the first, wasn't Wrigley Field the first Wrigley one? Wrigley Field was the first, first to one? have an organ
0: in 1941, 41, but they right. only had it for one day. Ah. They bought it permanently back in 1967.
1: Right. And that's when they had a full time organist. Yes. Right. Jack Kearney. When you came here, was there a manual or instructions waiting for you as to how you were supposed to do your job? When I
0: was hired by the Cubs, and like I said, John McDonough hired me for this thing. He kind of knew that I, I'm a sports fan and I, I kind of have a input on what's going on in the field. They, they Cubs have never told me what to do or what not to do, and I, I appreciate that all these years.
1: What was your first day like? I mean, do you remember the tune you played and what well, it was like? Yeah,
0: the first uh, game I did was the end of the 1986 season. Hey, hey, holy mackerel, of course. And uh, my first opening day was April 7th of 87. Uh, and at that time, Harry was not with the Cubs because he was sick. So they did a recording of the Take Me Out to the ball Game. We played the Cardinals. And it looks like we may end, it, end this regular season with the Cardinals, which is funny. So Harry came on in mid-May. He came back uh, from the hospital, and, and we'll talk. probably talk about that later.
1: Let's fast forward uh, from the first day to today. Mm-hmm. You haven't missed a game in thirty-three years. That's two thousand six hundred eighty-three games. At this point, <laughs> that's longer than Cal Ripken's uh,
0: streak. <laughs> yeah, they made a, they made a, a joke out of it when I when I reached it was twenty-six thirty-two for Cal. I said, you know what, Cal's been kind of feel a little bit longer than I. He did all games, road and home. But yeah, that is a uh, God bless me uh, with with the. Uh, Health and that—that's that uh, very, very important. How,
1: how did you manage it? I mean, were you ever sick, or were you ever like, "Oh, I don't want to go there today"? Well, I mean, was there any of those? Yeah, everybody. I'm, yeah.
0: I'm sure when uh, when they go to work, they're not feeling that well. You just gotta hit your pants up and let's go and let's do it.
1: Would it, I guess you would probably say you, the love of the love of what you do?
0: And I hope it comes over the way I play the, the music. That I, I love playing the organ. I love baseball and other sports too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now take me through a routine before a game. What do you do to prepare for each game?
0: Well we'll, we'll talk about it say an afternoon game at 1 20. So I'll probably leave the house from Palos Hills around 8 o'clock in the morning to try to beat the traffic. So I get here around 10 o'clock and I just have my music sheet ready to go. I'll play by ear and the uh I bits with the people in the in the lunchroom. All the and announcers. I'm one of them, and I like that. And I like it too. <laughs> You're so knowledgeable, by the way, and uh, so the gates open 11:20, so I'll I'll be playing until like around 12:30, and then Andy Bellison, and our great PA announcer, will take over with announcements, and then we'll throw the organ back and forth with him. That's great.
1: what, what, what is it? What do you look at your role as being part of the game, not just a person here but be being honest, part of it
0: ambiance the feel of Wrigley Field is, uh, I, I could not be any luckier to pick a ballpark in an organization like the Cubs to represent to have organ music at Wrigley Field it doesn't get any better than that it's a cathedral and I say this to everybody everybody different ages kids grandkids grandparents <laughs> they all come to the ball game and they all enjoy all the div- diversity of music that I play
1: What's the most important thing that the organist brings to the experience of the ballpark?
0: You know, I think it brings levity. I, I, I think it brings um, a kindness. Uh, very, very natural sound. I mean, we're not blasting it. And I, it's so nice that people could talk to each other while the organ is being played during
1: batting practice. It just fills the air, I think, of the love of the game. Is there any flip side of stuff you're not supposed to do as an organist? Is there a cardinal rule, so well, to speak? Well,
0: obviously, uh, you stay away from the uh, three blind mice, which, which obviously <laughs> I do. And, in fact, i tell you a quick story about Bruce fremming one of our uh, the umpires. He called me on a Saturday morning here in the booth, and I said to myself, uh-oh, what I do wrong? He says, no. He says, my aunt and uncle are celebrating the 60th anniversary, and I know you play a song in the fifth inning. Can you play Let Me Call You, three while, while I present them with roses? I said, done. No problem. So Bruce and I will always, he would always wave to me when he come out for the exchange a line of the cards. That's very sweet. It is.
1: Doesn't it make you feel good when you could be... That's really being part of it.
0: It, it, it does. It really does. And, and I get so many compliments from... And what really I love is, obviously, the fans love the music. The opposing announcers, they'll come in and our writers, they'll come, oh, man, I'm glad we're at Wrigley. We here. you play in New York. That's so great. And I've got so many compliments from out-of-town teams on my retirement, and that means a lot to me, as all the other world Witches do.
1: One of the biggest roles that you've had is accompanying the singers for the seventh inning stretch. I didn't think we would get there. Oh, we will, <laughs> of course, because it is one of the staples of this team and your role. Now, when Harry Carey was first here, did he give you any certain direction of how he wanted it done, or did you just kind of go by feel?
0: We, we went by feel. I mean, I heard Harry doing it with Nancy at Sox Park, so that kind of led me the way he sings it. So the first time I got, I was telling you before he come back when he was he had his stroke in the middle of the uh, '87 season it was May against Cincinnati I could remember, and he right off the bat he said okay Gary let me hear you so I mean that that <laughs> kind of put everybody at ease it was great It was a great uh, he was he's the Pied Piper out here boy I'm telling you and he wasn't Sinatra but some of these
1: singers who are who are Sinatra right. And, of course, when Harry passed away in 1998, then things changed quite a bit, didn't it? You have, you know, there's some, some really good, solid singers, and then you had some strange ones. Yeah, I remember John
0: McDonough calling me in mid-February and What about this idea? I said, Let's go. Let's do it. it's be a lot of fun. And it really has erupted into, uh, uh, it's a spectacle. When you say, All oh, right, who's singing the uh, stretch today? and i meet so many different people from so many walks of life be it athletes politicians donald trump our president saying Hillary Clinton saying and uh, of course mike Ditka, in uh, july of 98 took the microphone did it in a polka version new rock nee wa <laughs> And I always say that one of the greatest sounding singers was one of the guys who had the greatest sounding voices of baseball,
1: Vinskyl.
0: He did it so respectful. It's just like the way he announces. He could paint a brush on the radio and you'll know what's going on.
1: The one that was really kind of off was Ozzy Osbourne. No, he
0: just sang it backwards. That's all <laughs> yeah. That's all, Cheryl. Yeah, he was uh, <laughs> a little different. And
1: um, he did say at the end, let's get some runs.
0: So maybe, but I think he'd sing it backwards.
1: I think one of the favorite ones that we all had this year was Cookie Monster.
0: Cookie Monster!
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, that was great. I love the way he... You look like Garfield Goose would come up from, underneath, uh, from the desk. Oh, come back, Terry, let me hear you. <laughs> And, that, and that's so, that was so cute. The fans loved it. You're right. Out of the 33 years... That's top three, maybe.
1: I think because all the media was actually standing oh. around waiting for him to oh, come out. Oh, exactly. <laughs> and he comes
0: oh, standing up. You can't see this on radio, but he's <laughs> that was so funny. You
1: know, the walk-up music, oh. the music is played before each batter reaches to uh, the plate, is now done by a DJ. But before that, the organist used to have the walk-up music. Oh, yeah. uh, what's your favorite player that has a walk-up music that you go, wow? That's right on.
0: You know, Amazing Grace for Mark Grace, but also I also did the song Taking Care of Business because he was in the movie. And when he would be warming up on the sidelines, when I would play that, he would actually wave to me. (laughs) That's so great. Jody Davis, Dixie, Pan Over the Heart. Ryan Sandberg, I would play the greatest American hero, and he certainly is a hero in baseball. The first year in 87, Andre Dawson, MVP. I played the theme from uh, Jesus Christ. Superstar and Superman.
1: So you kind of like premonition of the MVP. Yes, and and it worked. <laughs> <laughs> What's your honest feeling about the pre-recorded music? Do you think it's good, or I mean, is it is it taking too oh. much away from the organist? No, we're in a different uh, era and age of uh, sports, and
0: I think the Cubs have done a great job in presenting, like I said before, music to all ages, and the the DJ does a great job here he plays uh, the DJ when plays the music when the Cubs take batting practice and I'll take it over when the visitors take batting practice. And like you were saying uh, the walk-up music is handled by the DJ and that's great.
1: Now you've been with the Cubs for all the ups and downs, but what was the feeling like for you in 2016? Well, I'll
0: tell you what. I am a collector of audio games, audio vintage baseball games. So when we went to Game 3 of the World Series on a Friday here. In my car, and I had a lot of time to listen to my two-hour trip, I put on the 40, 1945 Game 7 Cubs at Wrigley Field. I know they lost. It didn't matter. I said to myself, there's nothing that's been there since this moment. And when I walked into this park for that Friday for Game 3, yeah, it was unbelievable. You, I mean, you were here. You, yeah. you know what it was all about. And to win that series... Doing a flip of what we did with Florida in all three, it was—it's amazing. It was great.
1: They—they—they they, they won the series in Cleveland. Unfortunately, you weren't able to play for that mm. day, that right. beautiful night for the for the Cubs. If it was played here, what would have been the song you would have finished with? Pretty slam dunk. We are the champions.
0: We are the champions. It would have been—that's for sure. And I did play that when I played the organ at the parade. Uh, I was on stage at Grant Park. I have never seen humanity like that. There were millions of people, and I got a police escort from the bus to the stage. Oh, wow, what did I do to earn this? <laughs> so then I, I was playing the organ and I played We Are the Champions, and they presented all the players, you know, all the players. Spoke. What a moment. But my greatest cup game was game six with the Dodgers for the NLCS because we, we clinched it in. In fact, uh, Hendricks pitched it for us. And uh, and so that, that was that was super. Wh-
1: where were you on the night of the championship when they won it? Where, Sitting at home you- and watching
0: it in the safe, cars was in my, my place, yeah. And we had the rain delay. It was a funny thing, in 2016, my mom threw out the first pitch and she tells Justin Grimm, with the help of God, you guys are gonna win a World Series. And then a bobblehead was made of me in August of 2016 and then we go to the World Series and then we win the World Series. What a year, what a year.
1: So we talked a little bit about, but what, what are you going to miss about the routine and the atmosphere of this ballpark? Of being, You have been part of it for 33 years. What I
0: really will miss are the people around here, the ushers, the fans, when I'm walking in, hey, Gary, how you doing? And you guys, the media, who I've held in esteem for all these years, we would sit in the lunchroom, and I would shoot back, trivia back and forth. And that's really what I'm going to miss, talking to the visiting announcers, talking to our announcers, talking to you, talking to... and Because, you know, it's great to go back and reminisce, especially in this ballpark, about great
1: things, not only that happened here, but what happen, happened, you know, years ago in any ballpark. Well, you've been so kind, and you're always upbeat, and and it's it's always been a pleasure to be around you, to be around you at this ballpark and in this organ perch. And I just want to ask you, what would you like people to know about you and your tenure here? I I hope that, I hope they would
0: say that I gave it all, that I enjoyed what I was doing beyond, um, that I was dedicated, and that I had fun doing what I did.
1: Gary Pressey, thank you so much for everything, and I hope to see you back here as a fan.
0: I'm sure the door, doors will be open for me. Thank you, Cheryl, very, very much. Great job you do.
1: Would you mind playing a song for us? I don't Let's wait. do it! Thank you.